why would an engineer who worked with some of the world's leading scientists and engineers choose alternative solutions for healthcare? Sometimes life takes you in a direction that is a completely unexpected journey. Yet, that same journey can transform your life and open up profound possibilities. In this episode, you will discover surprising contributors to disease and illness. You will explore ways to recover far beyond expectations of Western medicine, and you will examine natural, non-invasive ways to heal. You will also learn powerful lessons in transforming aspects of your life to transform your inner light. Welcome to the Ignite Your Sacred Light podcast. I am your host, Sally Page, inviting you to explore the deep inner truth of your heart and soul that reveals your sacred light. Aligning with your inner truth will provide the illumination to reach far beyond your perceived fears and limitations into the higher consciousness where your inner potential emerges. Your personal evolution can lead you to a life of inspiration, love, and joy. Join me on this sacred inner journey of self-discovery. I was working at NASA on the SETI project as a systems engineer. I had always wanted to work at NASA, and I was so excited to be working with some amazing, amazing scientists and engineers who were at the very leading edge of their field. It was a fun place to be. And I had a lab where I got to run the equipment and actually pick out equipment. It was a fun job. But over time, I started feeling like I missed being around people. I spent most of my time in a lab alone with computers and other equipment that we were building for the project. And the interaction with people was limited. And part of me just longed for that. I had a husband who was an engineer. He spent long hours at work and long hours in the evening hanging out with people from work to work on his career and work his way up the ladder. So I spent so much time alone, I was just feeling a need for something different. But yet, I still enjoyed the work, I still worked with great people, and life keeps going. After a few years in this job, I noticed that my energy levels were dwindling. I was coming home, feeling really tired, laying down and going to sleep in the evenings. And this just continued. I would sleep on the weekends, absolutely exhausted, just trying to catch up on my rest and build my energy for the work week. And it seemed like I was losing ground. I did very little during the time at home. And yet things became insurmountable and just it was draining my energy. It required more energy than I had just to function. I went to doctors, they ran tests, they checked out different things with me, and they said, oh, you have chronic fatigue. 
And the description of the diagnosis they gave me was upsetting to me. It didn't quite feel like a fit. And I kept getting worse and worse. And I felt like I shouldn't be getting worse all the time. And they told me I just have to learn to live with it, that I wasn't going to function the way I used to, and I would have to adapt my life. And yet I continued to get worse. I was put on medical leave from work. I was struggling to go up and down the stairs in my home just to get to my bedroom. My sister was talking to me throughout this whole experience, and she thought that possibly I'd been poisoned. So when I could barely climb the stairs, I would hold the railing and go hand over hand to help pull myself up the stairs. I was so bad. She came and took me to her home in another state. After being there for weeks, I was getting even weaker. The doctor kept talking to me, trying to figure out, what have you been exposed to? And I would think and think, and we'd discuss different things, and we hadn't found the solution. Finally, after about seven weeks of going through this, it, it was just after Thanksgiving, and I was feeling like the very life was draining out of me. And I told the doctor, I feel like I'm dying. I don't think I'll live till Christmas if we don't find this right away. And that week we had a breakthrough. I told him about a retainer that was cemented into the back of my teeth that I was supposed to have taken out three years before when I moved to California. And to save money for the house, I didn't go get the work done and pay for a new retainer. I thought, oh, I'll just leave it in there until, you know, we've saved money for the house and we have more money. But I paid a high price. The nickel, the retainer was leaching nickel into my system. And that caused metal poisoning in me. There were other metals in it besides nickel, but nickel was the predominant one. And it was really shutting me down. So the doctor started me on chelation IV therapy to pull the, the metals out of my system. Then they'd measure my urine to see how much metal came out of the urine. And we did this for quite a while. Finally, I was able to return back home. When I did, I received more chelation. And they also started giving me high dosage of vitamin C. It was a method to help clear out more of the energy but about a year went by and I wasn't hugely better. I wasn't dying. I wasn't getting worse. I could walk, but I didn't have the energy, the vibrancy, the alertness that I used to have. I was really struggling. And I came to a moment where my reality met my mindset illusions. This was not an easy moment for me to face but the reality was staring me in the face. If I wanted to live and I wanted to function, I had to do something very, very different. As a stubborn scientist and engineer person, I had avoided alternative medicine. I brushed them off as invalid and not scientific, and I had hesitated to jump into that area, yet I needed a solution. And I felt like, do I want to die or live a dysfunctional life? Or do I want to reach out and try something that might help? I had to have a solution. I talked to a friend of mine who was seeing an incredible homeopath. She was making excellent progress by working with him. And she recommended him very highly and connected us. After seeing him, 
He put me on a remedy. I started getting stronger and feeling better. It felt like I had a clearer mind, more energy, and the toxicity over time was really cleared out of me. All that residual toxin that was still in my system keeping me sick, he was able to address and clear from me. That was so huge. And my vitality returned, my energy returned, and I was back to being me. I decided that was this was so profound, it was time for me to make a change. I decided to become a chiropractor and homeopath because that's what this person was who helped me so much. He was absolutely incredible. He agreed to mentor me and I started out in school. I, I went back to take a few of the undergraduate courses to prepare me for more of a medical direction. And a few months after going through these undergraduate courses to prepare to go to the chiropractic college and to the homeopathic college, I was feeling really tired and kind of like I had the flu. So I, I told my homeopathic doctor this and he goes, why don't you go take a pregnancy test? And I went and took the test and I was like, ah, oh, I'm pregnant. I was so surprised. I was so happy. I'd waited so long for this. I was elated to be pregnant. I was starting to feel nauseated. And at some point I decided, you know, I may, I, I'm at the point where I may have to leave the class because I'm not feeling well. So I better go explain to the instructors what's wrong. So I went and talked to my organic chemistry instructor and I told him, I'm pregnant, I'm really nauseated, and sometimes I may just have to leave the room in the middle of class. So I just wanted you to know what was going on. And he's like, oh my God, let me go check the chemicals. I want to make sure that you haven't been exposed to anything that could risk your pregnancy. And I'm like, oh my. So we sat down and fortunately, we went through all the chemicals I hadn't been exposed to anything that was risky. However, he told me it would be really dangerous to do all the cadaver work as in the chiropractic training because that would expose me to chemicals that would not be good for the baby. I decided not to go to the college at that time. I'd waited so long to have this precious little boy that I wanted to just take my time and enjoy that part of my life. And I thought when he goes to preschool, I'll go back to school too, and then I'll finish my degree. So I had this precious little boy, and I had so much fun with him. We played in mud puddles and sand piles, and we read books, and we did all sorts of fun things together. And when he was about 17 months old, my husband and I were planning to take him to Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is such a fun place for kids. So the night before, I packed all the stuff so we could leave first thing in the morning. And that night I woke up feeling really sick. I had the worst headache of my life. My neck hurt, my head hurt. I had vomiting and diarrhea. And I felt so sick that I spent the night on the floor by the toilet. I asked my husband to bring me an ice pack for my head and neck. And I felt so awful. I didn't realize how sick I was. The last thing I can remember of feeling so sick is him waking me up and saying, your fever is 105.2. And I thought, why am I not in the hospital? 
and there's no way I can get in an ice bath. Those were the last words I remember saying. I knew I had to just trust him to figure out that I needed help and I needed to go to the hospital. At that point, I was struggling just to stay alive. The next thing that I can consciously remember was struggling to open my eyes. I was finally able to open them. And when I looked around, I was in the hospital in intensive care. And my brother from Texas was sitting in a chair across from me. I was wired to all sorts of life support equipment and monitors. And he looked at me and he said, you have been in a coma for six days. Everyone thought that you would die. And we were called to come back to, or come to California for you to be taken off of life support and have a funeral. I was shocked. I had no idea that I had been so close to death. And at that point, I drifted back into an unconscious sleep. The next time I remember waking up, I was in a private room. My hands looked like they had been like rubber gloves that had been filled with water because my kidneys weren't working well. I felt like I'd been run over by semi-trucks repeatedly. I had a dislocated shoulder and I was still on monitors and a few remaining items of life support. I was told that my hands and feet had turned black because that's what happens with meningitis. It was bacterial meningitis. If, if you contract it and they catch it early and you're lucky, you have a 50% chance of living, but no one thought I would live. My sisters told me that they came and stood by my bedside and rubbed my hands and feet, hoping that if by some miracle I did live, I would save, they would save my hands and feet and my limbs by massaging and stimulating circulation. And I do have all my fingers and toes. So thanks to God and my sisters and many prayers, I am a miracle. My first big accomplishment was sitting up long enough to sit on a bedpan after they took my catheter out. After that, they had me sit on the side of the bed and start rotating my feet and ankles. I didn't know this when I woke up, but I would have to learn to walk again. I had physical therapy and occupational therapy just to learn how to sit on a stool and take a shower. It was a while before I was able to go to the bathroom. And when I finally got there, I looked in the mirror and I looked deep into my eyes and I knew and I felt as I looked in my eyes that yes, I had touched death. My eyes had changed and I was a different person. Part of me made a decision to go. And then part of me realized I have a son. I don't want to leave this little 17 month old child without a mother. And instantly when I thought of him and saw him, I chose to come back into this life. I chose to live and I willed myself back here and I willed myself back into my body and I willed myself to open my eyes and wake up. And it was not easy. I know many people prayed for me and I do feel like the love for my son called me back. And I, I know that every prayer helped. So I was given an inner gift of knowing when I woke up and it made such a difference for my recovery. I knew three things. I knew that I would live to raise my son. I knew that I would heal completely and I knew that I would help others heal and heal beyond limits in extraordinary ways. When I finally saw my doctor, he explained 
that I would have a very limited recovery and my functionality would also be very limited and I would just have to learn to live with, with it. And there are those words again. When you hear that phrase, what it's really telling you is we don't know how to help you. We've done all we know how to do. So if you want to get better, you have to explore other avenues. And that is exactly what I did. I didn't give up on healing and I didn't give up on searching for new ways to heal. It took a lot longer than I thought it would. A year later, I was still struggling to balance, still turning gray, which happened a lot when I started to get out of bed and move around. I'd be up for a few minutes and then I would turn gray. And over that year, I spent a lot of time just laying in bed, listening to meditations. And when I got up and felt well enough, which progressed over that year, I did progress. I'd read to my son, but I wasn't functioning well. I walked with a cane for quite a while and balance was very challenging. I would frequently hit the frame of the door when I tried to walk through it. I definitely had issues. It was hard for me to focus, hard for me to write emails. I had a slow recovery the first year, but I learned a lot about alternative healing. I had amazing people that helped me. I tried Jin Shin Jitsu, Chinese medicine, osteopathic therapy. Lots of things helped me, but nothing was a turnaround until I tried something called body talk. And I had this amazing experience with a body talk person. And after three sessions with him, I could walk better. I could balance better. And I wasn't turning gray. And I knew I had to do this. This was my big moment of transformation. I chose to go in to this alternative way of healing. And it, that, again, changed my life. So between the experience with my homeopathic chiropractor and this body talk system, I was incredibly blessed because it helped me heal. I did go back and see my homeopath. His remedy also helped me heal significantly. And I believed it was also a major part of helping me recover from the meningitis. I had a big transformation. I used my background in science to study and research many cases of people who were not expected to recover or who were, who were even expected to die, yet they didn't. They turned their life around and thrived. I'm like, if they're, if they're doing what's unexpected, that's what I want. So that's what I'll study. So I studied lots of these cases and I started seeing what was the common thread, but there were many. And I would like to share a few with you, at least the summary of some of my lessons. So I'm going to call these the light lessons because this lit up my life. It brought me transformation. We're going to start with L for light. Living your inspiration is my L word. If you have an inspiration and passion and there's a driving purpose inside of you, you find your joy by living your purpose. And if you ignore that purpose, you shut part of your life down. When I wanted to do something different, when I was at NASA, I needed to follow that inner urge. And eventually I did, but I learned tough lessons in the meantime. It taught me that life is a sacred gift. 
And we have the power to make a choice with every situation that comes up. We have the power to choose fear and limitation or embrace our inspiration and passion and live our purpose. If we go back to our word light, the next letter is I, and that is the other another profound truth. It's inner truth. Your inner truth provides your guidance that aligns you with your heart and soul. Your heart and soul is where the truth of your inner relationship with yourself is and your inner relationship with the divine. It is where the inspiration of your soul comes through to show you the best path for you. It's important to listen to this guidance. If you're not listening, you're ignoring. And if you're ignoring, you're not aligning. When you align with that inner truth, the magic of life begins. That inner listening and guidance gives you the ability to know when to trust yourself, to know when to open up and love yourself more, to know when to make the choices that bring more joy and happiness and fulfillment into your life. Your greatest potential is aligning with the truth of your heart and soul. It's where your gifts are and it's what you're designed to do. The next letter in light is G, and I'm going to use the word grace for that because grace takes you beyond where you can go on your own. Grace is a quantum unfolding of divine love that lifts you out of your own suffering so that you know you're not alone even in your darkest moments. Grace transforms what may seem impossible to you and brings your soul into a higher, more loving consciousness as it ignites a higher and better version of yourself. Our next letter in light is H for healing. Healing your inner relationship with yourself, your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, your consciousness. Your higher power is speaking to you, calling to your heart and soul with divine guidance, listening, and respecting that inner voice is a game changer for your life. This also is a game changer for outer relationships. So always listening and respecting your core love relationships helps your life blossom and it makes such a difference in your life experience. Synchronicities begin to show up. Amazing things start to happen. And we're going to go next to the letter T transmute. Transmute is a deeper inner awakening that results as a life metamorphosis. We are not here to be stagnant beings that stay where we are and don't change. Life is dynamic. Our bodies are dynamic. Our brains want to change and grow and learn and evolve. It is time for us to embrace that inner growth that allows us to go through this amazing process of transmuting our own life. The results bring inner peace. When you take action on your inner guidance, your life changes. Your life ignites that sacred fire within you that guides you to a life of meaning and joy. Aligning with your heart and soul can change your life. You can activate a life of synchronicities and shape your experience of reality by moving into these levels of higher consciousness and greater love. So let's talk about igniting. When I came down with bacterial meningitis, I wasn't ready to die. 
I didn't realize I was at the point of touching death until it was over. We don't know when our last moment will be. We don't know what will happen next. That is out of our control. So the important thing that we can do that is our choice is in this moment, it is the gift of life that you have been been given. You have opportunity to do what matters most in this present moment. Make it count. Your inner journey can be profound change. It can lead you to becoming a better, kinder, more loving person. It can open your heart to a compassion at a whole new level that you've never experienced before. Listening to your inner truth empowers you to know and to live your greatest potential and your highest purpose. When you align with your heart and soul, you are guided to a life of meaning and fulfillment. I'm speaking of you no matter how your life changes or challenges are. You may be discouraged. You may be struggling. You may feel that you don't matter. But I promise you, I promise you, you are valuable. Your life matters and you have the power to choose. You have untapped potential waiting inside of you to be discovered. So I am inviting you to join me on this journey to ignite your sacred inner light. This is Sally Page here to give you my personal thanks for listening to the Ignite Your Sacred Light podcast. I am so grateful that you chose to spend your time with me. Would you like to find out more about igniting your sacred light or how to connect with the sacred light community? Go to igniteyoursacredlight.com to find out more about my free light language activation that will raise your vibration and ignite a powerful shift in consciousness. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and share it with your friends. Until next time, may the brilliance of your sacred light ignite in magical ways.